0: Exsurge Deus discipentur inimici eius. Et fugiant quo dedunt eum a facie eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. <clears throat> I feel like this opener quoting from the psalm with that particular quote it's actually a uh, part of the devotion to the holy face of Jesus. It's appropriate specifically for this topic because we're going to talk about the leak from the Supreme Court of what appears to be the majority opinion on Roe versus Wade. And while I do concur with Kennedy Hall that this is is generally a good thing, I also concur with Mike from Restoring the Faith Media that this is cause for caution and i'm going to try and explain all of that because i also have to hit the third one because there's three there's three imminent perspectives having to do with this there's the generally the uh, the normie catholic one where they go oh goodness this is going to happen this that and the other they didn't really get into exactly how big a deal this was initially when the leak came out last night but As the day has progressed, people are beginning to understand exactly how how big of a magnitude this is. And so I want to explore all three of these because the third aspect is, is this may be the crystallizing event for a civil war in the United States. And I'm not... Uh, what's the way I want to put this? This is not an overstatement. Because those people who are pro-life our pro-life for a reason, and now is a time for a little bit more put up or shut up. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritu Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defenda nosa proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias, diaboli es Imperetilideus subligas de precamort, princeps militai calestis, Satanam aliosque spiritus malignos que al perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute in infernum ne Amen. Cor Jesus sacratissimo miserere nobis, Mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis, Beatis carolus domo Austriae, ora pro nobis, Sancti Joseph, ora pro nobis may all the angels and all the saints pray for us in nomine patri sit filii et spiritus sancti amen <clears throat> i don't know if that was exactly in the right order but i you know you end up in a in a pattern you just kind of go piece 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 and there's like wait a minute we need to add stuff um obviously there's no disrespect intended for any of the saints being out of order on there, particularly to St. Joseph. Um, Okay, Roe v. Wade. I'm going to recap a few things because by the time you hear this, in all honesty, you probably actually have heard some of this before. There was a leak last night that could only have come from one of two levels. It either came from a Supreme Court justice, him or herself, or it came from one of the clerks for the Supreme Court. This is big in that never, in the history of the Supreme Court, never has there been a leak of a document. Now, there is supposition that somebody pulled the... uh, In fact, actually, and this was one of the things that was being covered earlier by Mike at Restoring the Faith, was that there is, basically, if you recall back when Obamacare was in the court... um, There is a little bit of speculation that the dissenting opinion for the Obamacare uh, court ruling was actually supposed to be the majority opinion, and Obamacare was supposed to be overturned. However, it would seem that the rug got pulled out from under the justice who wrote it. This may be the case today. However, what I believe is actually going on is this was leaked specifically to try and, and galvanize and mobilize the people who would press against this. And here's why. Because the leak came out, and then two hours later, there were already professionally made signs. Banner-sized signs that were already ready, which indicated that this was, to at least some small degree, it was already presupposed or pre-planned. Now, there's a huge difference between pre-planned and presupposed. Pre-planned means that they knew this was coming. This was part of the plan, and they and they had already had all the mechanisms in place. Presupposed, which is the more likely situation, is that the people involved, the ones the ones who have the, I'm going to say, skin in the game, for lack of a better word, because it's not like the people who are pushing the abortion agenda or the LGBT agenda actually necessarily have direct skin in the game, but the people who have who have been paying for this entire movement the the momentum to carry on in this same direction do basically have skin in the game because they have some kind of intent now this is important to note because if it was pre-planned then they knew and that should be concerning it's slightly less concerning for presupposed because, of course, you plan, you hope for the best and plan for the worst, and planning for the worst would include actually having all of the signs and all the signage already ready. But here's the thing: we're not finding this out a month from now when the decision is supposed to come out. We're finding this out now. Now, Mike from Restoring the Faith thinks that it's a, it's a little bit too convenient to be coincidental that at the same time that Twitter has finally been liberated ostensibly by Elon Musk who doesn't actually have ownership in the company just yet it's the deal is still in the works so he's not actually pulling any of the levers now what I think is actually happening in this case is because they know it's basically going to go through they're basically well, they're doing basically the same thing that you would do if you were a foreign embassy that just got kicked out of a country. You're going to burn all the incriminating documents. And so in this particular case, this would mean changing the algorithm and getting rid of all the shadow banning because, no joke, all of that stuff would be in some way proprietary. Oh, hey, by the way, in some ways, it would actually be criminal because, because what Twitter was doing, the reasons that they were choosing to do it, no joke, they were violations of United States law. The problem is, is that nobody really wanted to hold them to account. And oh, hey, by the way, Twitter may not still have, the people at Twitter most certainly would not still have the protection. And Twitter as a company would not still have the protection should there be the predicted red wave in November. Now, keeping in mind, of course, that the predicted red wave in November would also be partially predicated on the outcome of Roe v. Wade. This whole thing. And there is actually another, I think it's Casey, um, is the name of the other case that's, invo- that's involved with this. There's a lot going on with this. It is my opinion that this was leaked by one of the clerks, probably a clerk, one of the leftist clerks, so probably someone like Sotomayor or Elena Kagan, um, possibly. It's possible that it was leaked by, you know, it could it could have been leaked by Justice Roberts himself, trying to feel out exactly how, how badly this is going to go down. <clears throat> now, for all of the suppositions, you can't put the yolk back in the eggshell. The egg's broken. You're not going to be able to put it back together. At best... We can just go through and pray that the court holds its gumption and that this does, in fact, turn out to be the majority opinion and that Roe v. Wade is, in fact, overturned. But I'm going to be blunt. Honestly, how likely is that? These are the same Supreme Court justices who were terrified at getting involved with all of the allegations. Remember, everything that happened in the election of 2020 between Trump and Biden, all of the allegations never had a day in any court. None of the evidence was examined. None of it was really put forth. They just didn't. The Texas lawsuit suing the other states never saw its day in court. All of the, like no joke, all of the things that happened that were anomalous in the election, they never saw that, particularly the ones that were supposed to go straight to the Supreme Court, i.e. the Texas lawsuit. The Texas lawsuit actually belonged jurisdictionally to only the Supreme Court. There was no lower court that had jurisdiction over that, and it never made it into the court. Why? Because they were afraid what would happen. They were terrified of what would happen. And that was every judge who had a chance to do something and chose not to. Because the fact was, is either A, they actually wanted nothing to happen and everything to carry forward. Or B, in the case where they might have actually been interested in things going the other way, they were terrified of Antifa and BLM showing up with bricks and Molotov cocktails to their house. And Roe v. Wade would have been no different. None. <clears throat> so it's my it's my concerted opinion that if it was that if it wasn't a clerk who was trying to galvanize the left, then it was Roberts who was trying to figure out exactly how bad this would go. And Roberts is supposedly a Catholic. And I say supposedly a Catholic because you and I both know that the vast majority of Catholics can get supposedly added to the front of that. Now, that's the turmoil related to the leak in the first place. That's the first part of the turmoil. The second part of the turmoil is this permanently damages the Supreme Court. Because no matter what happens in the decision the decision has now actually officially been poisoned so either in terror they're going to go the other way or they're going to hold their or they're going to hold their guns but no matter what nobody's going to care as to whether or not it was a, there was actual ju- judicial principle involved the fact is is that now there's motive where it was already difficult enough of a of a topic without the cloud of quote-unquote politicization. Now, no matter what happens, the outcome is going to be political, and it's going to be discredited. Period. If they if they decide to go the other way, it's discredited. If they decide to stay firm, it's discredited. No matter what you're going to do, the Supreme Court is now a vestigial organ in the United States government, because no matter what, it can't be trusted. That's what just happened in effect with that leak and to the extent that that is act that is absolutely despicable whoever leaked ought be incarcerated it shouldn't even like no joke at this point like oh hey it's a trial did you do it did you not do it if you did it you go to jail If the fact is you did it, you go to jail. There's not even... it's. That's where it should be at this point. And not one of those handy-dandy, nice, fluffy jails. In all honesty, whoever did it ought to go to someplace like Gitmo. Because of the damage that they've now done to the last organ of the federal government. Now, this is what ought to happen just as a matter of justice. You and I both know full well how I feel about American justice. The fact that it is American makes it not justice pretty much at all. Maybe once upon a time, American justice was, you know, just these days, not so much. Now for the other part, the bigger issue. Where do we go from here? Because it's in the where do we go from here that the topic of civil war comes up. So I'm going to start by asking you a few questions, and obviously you can send me an email, Caleb at RadioFreeCatholic.com, or you can message me on sp3rn.com at Caleb the Mechanic, or you can DM me on Twitter at Mighty Colibri, MightyColibri, M-I-G-H-T-Y-C-O-L-I-B-R-I. <clears throat> But I don't actually require a response to this question, specifically because I kind of know how it's going to play out for anyone who finds themselves self-identifying as a traditional Catholic. Is abortion worse than slavery? Is 60 million... Dead babies, enough. There were never 60 million slaves in America, and most of the slaves did not die as a result of slavery. They maybe died while still being enslaved, but they did not die as a result of slavery. If you wanna be as liberal as possible with the numbers, maybe 10 to 20,000 died as a result of their slavery. But there were not 60 million slaves. At the time, I don't even think there were 60 million people in America, free or slave. But we're pushing 62 million dead babies just in the United States since 1973 and ever accelerating over the last 10 years. The number, in fact, the number over like a couple of years ago was still down in the 40s because it averaged out to 1 million babies for every year. And in the last three years, those numbers, I don't know whether they were holding back on the total numbers or what, or what they were doing with the statistics. I don't know. But I know that in the time I started tracking it, it went from roughly 45 million to 62 million today. 62 million dead babies. So I ask you again, is abortion worse than slavery? Now, abortion's not worse than blasphemy, not by a long stretch. And we do have probably 300 million blasphemers in this country. Who blaspheme way more often than a woman has than the average woman has an abortion. Food for thought on that one. We'll come back to that topic in another episode. But if abortion is, in fact, worse than slavery, because ostensibly slavery is not nearly as bad as murder, surely incarceration and being sentenced to hard labor is not as bad as the death penalty... At least for the, same, for the people who make the argument about the death penalty. They have no problem sticking somebody in a, in a box for 20, 30, 40 years. And they have a lot of problem with actually just putting them in the electric chair. Or hanging them. Or putting them in front of a firing squad. Or, or giving them a lethal injection. And these same people who are against the death penalty are in full favor of abortion. Abortion these same people who ostensibly are ardently opposed to slavery are full-throated in their support for abortion. Now, for those of us who are pro-life out of principle because babies are innocent and they cannot defend themselves, and so there's no more clear cut of a case than, for murder than abortion... Here's a question I have for all of you pro-lifers out there who do believe that abortion is murder. How long until you push? How long until you shove? How long until you do something about that murder pit in every major city? To even use the word abortion mill, which is derogatory, is still not nearly as derogatory as what it is. It is a charnel house for babies. In many cases, funded by the government. The very government you pay taxes to. Now, I'm bringing all of this up because there are a lot of us who were, you know, horrified to see what Black Lives Matter did to the cities, and what Antifa did to the cities during 2020, in the aftermath of the death of George Floyd. But I ask you, Are the sixty-one million souls, sixty-two million souls, crying out to heaven for justice? Those innocent, precious gifts from God that may is well, that effectively were just put in a garbage disposal. ...that were harvested for their organs. For supposed medical research... ...including the medical... ...the very medical research... ...that brought about... ...the the unholy sacrifice of the jab. And not just the medical research... but ...but the tissue... ...the components of those bodies... ...that ended up in... ...the unholy sacrifice of the jab... So I ask you, how long will you judge unjustly? When will you stand up for the poor and the fatherless? When will you stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves, who were silenced before their first cry? Silenced before they could take their first breath. Whose eyes were closed before ever they came open. Where are you? Because this, this leak, this leak of this document just made this a fight. You don't want to have protests clashing in the street. You don't want to be on the wrong side of history. Well, dear family, I got to be honest with you. If it's not this, when? We didn't stand up against the jab. We didn't stand up against the lockdowns. We didn't la- stand up against censorship. We didn't we still haven't stood up against the sta- uh, against the erection of a Ministry of Truth in the Department of Homeland Security. We haven't stood up yet. So when are we going to stand up? I would think the imposed silence of 61 million innocent lives that should be crying, that should have had an opportunity to cry for their mother to feed them, to cry when their diapers were dirty, to cry when they, when they fell and when they fell and, and, and skin their knee, to cry in their first heartbreak. and to smile in their first victories. Be it in sports or school, or when they have their first children. Because those lives were extinguished before they ever had a chance. They never had a chance to suffer in the slums. They never had a chance to figure out virtue. They never had a chance to even learn how to speak never had a chance to love they never had a chance 61 million robbed in a much worse way than in 18 than in the 1850s and 60s in the United States of America and yet in the United States of America we were willing to sacrifice 600,000 to the charnel house that was the Civil War over slavery. And yes, it was a complex issue it's slavery, it's states' rights, it's the right of secession, it's all of those things. But we sacrificed 600,000 for them, and there have been 61 million murdered in the last 46 years. 49 years? 49 years. So when, when do we stand up for them? Because I can assure you that the left is getting ready to stand up for this quote unquote, right to butcher babies. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news? so I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods Do I have all the answers? No, I don't. No, I don't. Do I have the battle tactics? Well, I suppose I could. But if I were looking to stop a genocide, my battle tactics would be more than just banners. My battle tactics would be more than just shouting. My battle tactics, honestly, would be more than just bricks and Molotov cocktails. Are human lives worth defending? Are babies worth having? Are families worth raising? Is your soul worth the strife and struggle to fight back? I'm not going to put any specifics out on here. In truth, I'm not even actually going to email about him, even if you send it, even if you send it to a secure email from a secure email, which, by the way, Caleb at Radio Free Catholic is secure at least on my side. So if you're using an encrypted email, it will be encrypted when it arrives to me. But I also will not communicate via email about that stuff because, to be blunt, those of you who listen to this to this podcast are scattered around the world. Most of my listeners are in the United States. But the same government who just stood up a ministry of truth means that you're probably going to want to be a little bit more careful. You want to communicate all this stuff over Twitter? I mean, that's fine. But with Twitter becoming free, and it will become free, to be sure, and when I say free, I mean a place, a place for the free, a more free exchange of ideas. The fact is, is that the government, <laughs> the government would shut me down if I were large enough to be known about. I probably actually would have already been killed in a swatting because unlike all of the other people, all of the other personalities who have been swatted, where, where SWAT teams have shown up at their house. I'm not like them. At all. A swatting of my house turns out more like Waco, Texas. Guaranteed. A swatting of my house makes the news. Guaranteed. I'm definitely not going to be the one to give you advice until such time as we're actually ready to do what we ought ought to have done in 1973. And what we certainly should have done when when the statistics started coming out that 10,000 children every week were being butchered in American cities. And I will tell you, I remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, when the people who reacted and reacted with the extremity that is appropriate for such a crime were called crazy. They were lunatics. They were outcasts. They were definitely not the people you wanted to be associated with. But here we are. Here we are with 60 million fewer Americans. 60 million fewer children. Meanwhile, what are they doing in the border? They're just letting them flood in from around the world. Why? Because you got to keep those numbers up somehow. So let's make sure that we, who actually care about our country, don't replace ourselves with more children. And they just bring in people who, whatever. Oh, you're MS-13? Come on in. Oh, you're Al-Qaeda? Come on in. Oh, you're ISIS? Come on in. Oh, you're the Azov Battalion? Come on in. It's no big deal. We'll let all of you hoodlums in. We'll let all of you degenerates in... To burn our system to the ground. Why? Because we absolutely need to keep the status quo. And the status quo says we need to be able to murder children whenever possible. We need to enslave our people via capitalism. Which, by the way, should be condemned if it isn't outright already. Or enslave them in cultural Marxism, which has been condemned... And communism, which has actually communism specifically hasn't been condemned, but everything leading up to communism, all the other all the other Marxist ideas, the socialist ideas, all of those, all of those, and liberalism have all been condemned. We just haven't gotten the explicit communism con- condemnation because, well, we wouldn't want to start war with Russia, or the Soviet Union at the time, really. Dear family, I'll tell you right now. We have missed time and time and time again, and the chickens that are come home that are gonna to come to home to roost are gonna come home to roost for this issue more than any other. Because this issue more than any other in the United States I'll put it this way there are not sixty one million sodomites in the United States, but there are sixty one million dead babies. There might be a couple hundred million people who have been subjected to usury, either through denial of wages. Actually, we're going to talk about taxes in a future episode as well. But we have made a business in our country of committing every sin that cries out to heaven for justice. All four. But the most egregious one that stands out in my mind is murder. So here are the facts. And understand that while I say these things, I pass no judgment. The fact is, if you've had more than two abortions, you are a serial killer. If you are an abortionist, you are a serial killer. Those are facts. See one, okay, you're a murderer. Two, all right, still a murderer, not quite to the serial. But once you establish that pattern, that third one, that lady who's had 21 abortions newsflash, you are you are a serial killer. You're on the level with Ted Bundy. And you deserve every bit every bit the punishment that he got. Now you can repent and maybe get around it. Who knows? I'm all about forgiveness. I'm all about second chances. I'm all about turning your life around. But as long as you're not repentant, I don't care. I don't give a damn about you. You can burn in hell as long as you're not repentant. And you will get no sympathy from me as long as you're not repentant. So if you're a serial killer and you haven't repented, you deserve No sympathy. You've burned up the bridge of charity. And it's up to you to rebuild it. It's not for the rest of us. And for those of you out there who claim to be pro-life, I'm going to ask you, is there any sin that can be committed on earth worse than the murder of an innocent? And there are some who would definitely say yes. And I'd be willing to hear that. We can definitely have that discussion. But I will tell you that there's only one commandment about how you deal with people on Earth above thou shalt not murder. There's only one. And granted, we all do that one too, but it's a little less violent because in all seriousness, once you get to the fourth commandment, then you get to the transcendent ones that actually have particular reasons why you shouldn't do because it's more, con- because it's more condemnatory to your soul and doesn't necessarily damage your fellow human beings. <laughs> so you tell me Part of the reason why the abortion people get so ree- about about this whole topic is because they know they're damned. They know they should be condemned. But they want to sit on the throne of God and get out of it. They want to dodge it. Which only adds to the transgression. Now, should we be the ones to judge? As long as they remain obstinate, I don't see a problem with it. The Apostle Saint Paul tells us that as long as somebody is as long as someone's committed to stay in the in the transgressions, particularly when you're talking about such something that is quite as public as some of these abortion people, that there is no reason to have anything to do with them. And if they insist on being dealt with, well there's solutions for that. Because the Apostle Paul also says that the moment that they repent, you bring them back into the fold. But we have this mealy-mouthed way of looking at things where we don't seem to to think that repentance is required, that turning away from these things is required. We'll just try and offer them as much charity. That is not charity. That is enabling. You can't do it with a drug addict. You can't do it with a sex addict. You can't do it. Until they turn back. Because otherwise you're just wasting time. You're throwing pearls before swine. And you will be trampled under feet. So as long as these people are not willing to turn away, as long as these people are willing to carry forward and try to push this in every state where it doesn't belong, These people need to be fought. These people need to be resisted. And I would actually go so far as these people need to be broken into surrender by whatever means that requires. Because as long as they're obstinate, they are evil. It's the obstinacy that imbues them with the evil. Soon as they repent, then we have to stop. But as long as they don't repent, burned alive at the stake is still too good for them. Immolated, eviscerated. Still too good. Maximum opportunity to turn back, but as long as they don't, no quarter given. And at some point here in the next few weeks, as this whole thing builds up, you're going to have to decide. You're going to have to make the choice. Do you fight or do you let them win? because we're talking because we're not talking about martyrdom in this particular case. In this particular case, we're not talking about red martyrdom like the martyrdom of death by shedding your blood. We're not talking about that. In some cases it probably is going to come to that. But that's not going to be the majority. The majority is going to be the white martyrdom. That comes from being incarcerated. That comes from being persecuted. Very few. In this particular fight, and I can tell just kind of as a gut feeling, That they're gonna do whatever they can to make sure that we're that we don't achieve the red crown. But you gotta be willing. And now's the time. I don't know what it's gonna like, seriously, I don't know what it's gonna take for people to stand up and stop the murder. To stand up and stop the genocide. To stand up and stop the slaughter. They want to keep it going. It's the whole reason why this thing got leaked. So, what are you going to do? <laughs> and I can tell you, as soon as I see movement in that direction, you're going to know full well what I did. I think the whole world's going to know. where's your line in the sand? I gotta be honest with you, over the last 40-some years, <clears throat> over over the entirety of my life, as I began to get moved closer and closer to this point, where I began to see this crystallize, and I will tell you that I, this actually, I think the furthest extent, the reason why I feel this way is because I am supposed to be the oldest of three children. And I'm not. I am the only And the older I get, the more I realized how much of a robbery that was in my life. And there are things that I suspect are true from a metaphysical standpoint that are the, that are the results of that particular fact. And there's a part of me that is enraged to almost no end about that. It's tempered because we're literally, it's tempered only because I'm literally dealing with family on that topic. We try to, we tried all the sympathetic means. But you're wasting your sympathy on these people. And I'm not talking about, in, in all seriousness, I'm not talking about the vast majority of the men and women who have been conned into thinking that, this, that abortion is a good idea. I'm talking about the con artists themselves, the ones who are funding this, the ones who put the hundreds of thousands of dollars in signs and banners that can be seen already printed two hours after the leak. I'm talking about them. Those people who, at this point, as I go through the list of things that they've managed to do to our schools, to our government, to us, to our children, the more I go through the list, the more I re- and the more I realize that it's not a very large number of people. Indeed, I mean to be sure, in order to extirpate. The corruption, it is a large number of people, but if you just wanted the root, if you just wanted to eradicate the source, it's a dozen people at the most. It's just no most people don't know who they are. But as their names keep bubbling up because they become more brazen as the mask keeps slipping, that list of targets becomes very, very small Indeed. And to draw them, to flay them, to quarter them, to burn them at the stake. To draw them, flay them, and then burn them prior to quartering them while still alive would still be better than they deserve. Such is the level of their treason. Such is the level of their degeneration, their depravity, their wickedness. And before you think I'm casting stones, understand that but for the grace of God, everything that I just said about them was true for me. Still is true for me. Now, I don't carry forward in all all of that wickedness. But if that were my comeuppance for everything that I've done, it would still be better than I deserve. If someone were, if they were to decide that me speaking out like this was to be that way, was was to be my punishment that those things that I said were were to be my punishment, it would still be better than I deserve for all of the things that I've done on this earth. If make no mistake about it, I would embrace it. Lord knows I'll never get the penance done the normal way. It would have to be that way. This isn't casting... (laughs) This isn't throwing stones because I'm innocent. This is actually throwing stones because I understand the guilt. Because I know it from personal experience. It's a different deal altogether. Let us do that to you first. Okay, go ahead. By the grace of God, I will sing his praises the whole way down. Or at least crack jokes. One of the two. I'd like to go out the way St. Lawrence did, cracking jokes all the way to the end. Notwithstanding that, I would hope to go out the way the nuns did, who were guillotined during the French Revolution. Singing God's praises all the way to the end. And by the grace of God, maybe I'll get to do it. But I can assure you, when the fight comes, when this gets real, I'll be there. And you'll know it. You'll all know it. Or not who knows i might get it no joke i might actually get the light extinguished right right as the first shots ring out who knows but again by the grace of god i'll be there and you guys will know it in the meantime you guys need to figure out what you're going to do in the meantime it would be a good idea for you to start calling congressmen for you to start sending letters for you to start preparing your banners And I guess I'll design one for RFC. I guess I better hurry up and get that website up and running, because in the next month it would be really, really nice to have an answer to these people. <clears throat> the fight is now in the United States. I don't think I had my doubts when Kennedy when Kennedy actually came and said and he was like, "Oh, this this actually looks like it's a result of the, of the consecration." No, this is a result of America's chickens coming home to roost. This is the chastisement that we have been putting off for 50 years. Now as Catholics, particularly in the United States of America, it's time for us to put up or shut up. Because you can talk about it all day long, and I got it. Most of you don't have the temperament that I do. Most of you don't have the training that I do. But you might want to find out where that fire is, where the fire is inside your heart. Because now is the time. Now is the time. We've got about a month, month and a half, while these lunatics try to overturn what was leaked. And I'm not interested in preserving the Supreme Court. I care less at this point. Whoever leaked it, I'm glad because that was the last vestige. That was the last one that everybody thought that they could trust and they'll never trust it again after this. Regardless, 50% of the country will not trust this Supreme Court anymore. So it's done. The executive's been discredited. The legislative has been discredited. Most of the judicial was already discredited. This is the death knell. Well, there's only three branches in our government. And even the fourth estate, the media, nobody trusts them anyway. So this is it. Dear family, America's over. The dream that was America is done. It's been sabotaged by these same people. But now's not the time for vengeance. Now's the time to prepare to move on. But before we move on, we're going to have to cut this cancer, this rotten limb. Off of our body. It is better to go into the kingdom of heaven maimed and half blind than to be cast into hell whole. You need to pray your rosaries because i got to be perfectly honest with you. The only way that we're going to get through this, the only way that we're going to figure out what it is that we need to do and, and not be completely eradicated ourselves is fasting penance prayer. Pray your rosary. Pray the chaplet of Our Lady of Sorrows. Pray the chaplet of the Holy Face. Those would be the big three weapons that come to mind for this particular fight as we move ahead. Maybe there's more. Novenas, 54-day novenas, things like that. Without a doubt, there's more. But the three that come to my mind are the Rosary, the Chaplet of Our Lady of Sorrows, and the Chaplet of the Holy Face. Chaplet of the Holy Face as a fight against communism, which is who these people are. The Chaplet of Our Lady of Sorrows... so that the secret things that you need that that God has available to be revealed to you can be. And the rosary because our lady of fátima said so and we need to be doing penance, penance, penance. Those would be the big 3 that I would recommend. Those are actually my top 3 devotions. For that exact same reason. For all of the same the reasons listed. But if nothing else, definitely pray the rosary. Pray for the church. Pray for the nation. Our nation, nation. our country, these United States need your prayer. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.